Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from Bicycling Australia, Australia's leading cycling media publication and home of the classics. I'm Nat Bromhead, editor of the magazine and website. I'm thrilled to have your company here today. Okay, we've got two guests um, on standby, uh, Lee Hollywood-Turner and Coco Louise-Henry. Both are based in Melbourne, both are in lockdown, and we're going to be talking to them shortly about lockdown life and how they're managing to get by through this difficult period. A quick look at our website, first of all. On our site, you'll see so many new releases. All the big brands are coming out with their 2021 models. There's the new Specialized Tarmac, Trek. Uh, there's releases from Merida, Cervelo, Giant, BMC. All manner of dream bikes are on our website. Take a look at www.bicyclingaustralia.com.au um, for your new bike fix and all the latest in cycling news. Okay, now we are going to cross over to our guests who are patiently standing by. Lee Turner, Lee Hollywood Turner, and Coco Louise Henry. I think you must have to have three names in Victoria. Is that the case, guys? It's <laughs> a rule. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> hey, um, Coco Louise. Coco, we'll just call you Coco, yeah? So, yeah. So, um, first, of all, first of all, welcome to the Bicycling Australia podcast. We have had you, obviously, we're very thrilled to have your content in our magazine for the last two editions, um, and you've got some more stuff coming up. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later. First of all, just tell us a little bit about life in lockdown in Victoria. Obviously, you're, you're basically in, in stage four lockdown at the moment. Um, how are you handling this? Um, look, it's interesting because at first the lockdown was just like the first stage of lockdown was just don't go too far kind of thing. Mm. So it didn't do too much, like especially for cyclists. We could all still go out as we usually would. Um, mm. Whereas this one's quite different. Like they've really locked it down to you can't leave your house without a mask unless you're yeah. running or cycling. Um, you can't leave your suburb, which has mm. brought out some really funny people like cycling every st single street in their suburb. Wow. Um, and it's really just changed the vibe. Like people aren't making eye contact with each other. They're swerving you in the street. Like it, it's a really weird vibe. Mm. Lee Turner, you, I mean, you must be out there just about every day in normal times. Now things are really. Well, to be to be honest, I'm a little bit different. It's I'm okay with everything because I still ride my bike each morning. I just ride with a different mate each day. Um, I you just keep it sort of local, like Mordialic and back, which is only twenty k's each way. 
And I'm okay because the AFL's on, the NBA started, so <laughs> it's like I'm as happy as Larry. Like I just, I've always worked from home, so that hasn't changed. So the only thing I miss is I do miss the bunches. Like I do, that's where all the banter and the fun happens is in the bunches. So, you know, it's good riding with one mate each day, but I've become lazy. All you do is just ride and um, chat and you don't push at all. It's just more to get out the house for a hour and a bit and chat and that's it. You don't really train or push yourself because you think, oh, why bother? Mm. Okay, so now let's just give um, readers, and I guess we really should have started with this, but um, Lee, for people that don't know you, you're known as Lee Hollywood Turner, quite a colourful character. Also, we're pretty thrilled to have you in Bicycling Australia. Um, just a little bit of background about you and your cycling life, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, look, Nat, thanks. I'm just honestly just a normal guy who just uh, dresses up in colourful kits, who collects kits, who's just uh, honestly I'm just a flog who rides his bike. I'm no good. I just ride all the, bun- <laughs> I just ride all the bunches. Um, I just love cycling and the community around it and the social interaction. It's just, it's just fun. I never take it serious. And that's, um, yeah, that's, that's all there really is to it. I love kits. I love colour. Um, but it's just a lot of fun. That's all it is. Mm. Well, kits, you do have an article in, in a yes. previous edition, 250 yes. kits. 250. Yes, that's correct. Um, during the first lockdown, I sold probably about five and a half grand worth of kits. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did a bit of an audit when I was bored in the first lockdown and, it's amazing. I found I had five Seiko vests, all the same, because I just I've been manic buying over the years, and you just forget you've got stuff. So I sort of unloaded a fair bit of kit, mainly not team kit, just sort of the traditional sort of you know branded kits, a raffer and that type of stuff, because I get sort of bored with it. So the team trade kits I always keep, but. I just off- offloaded a lot of stuff and went through a bit of a declutter phase, but I still collect and buy. And, and do you have a favourite, Lee? Or I mean, do you have oh, a favourite? It's like asking now if you've got a favourite child. It's uh, it's hard. Like I, like I've got sort of like there are some sort of favourites. Like my Plan X kit, I, I designed. I really love that because it's just so wild and different. Then I like the trade teams like Mapai and Sunny Deval and um, Aqua Sapone and Domina Fakanzi, Carrera. These on say the telecom. These old school type of kits I really like and then my new the team I'm in Stitch and Dart they've got a new kit coming out in uh, next month and that I'll probably wear that every day because I just love it it's going to be my new new favorite because it ticks all my boxes so I can't wait for that to come out next month and yeah yeah that's about it Um, well certainly there's some colorful kit there Um, yeah there is I love color color makes you happy had a few comments that some of the stuff should be illegal in public, but anyway, that's, your, that's between you and the Victorian <laughs> Police. Right. Some of the stuff I wear, I go, I look ridiculous. This is absurd, but I'll still wear it. Yeah. Hey, Lee, <laughs> while we've got you there still, um, your column in Bicycling Australia is Bang Bang with Lee Turner. Just tell us a little bit about this Bang Bang. Yeah, it's funny how it's evolved. It's just honestly when, like, out in the bunches and you're mucking around, you're going up a hill I just used to, when I'd attack, I'd go bang. And then it just, to, you know, someone would come with me, I'd go bang, bang, and attack again. And it just sort of stemmed from that. And how I honestly got it was I love the NBA and Mike Breen, an NBA commentator, when someone hits a deep three or a big shot 
towards the end of the ga game, he'd always yell out, bang, and it just sort of stuck with me and I took it to cycling. Yeah, nice. Well, it's certainly um, stuck. I've, I've, I was looking oh, up Wollonga at last year's TDU and um, sure enough, I heard just about deafening bang behind me and then sure enough, you went past and in a <laughs> and blinding flash. And up Wollonga, when I was riding up Malonga last year, because it's packed on either side, everyone's yelling, give us a bang, give us a bang. I have people from overseas DMing me <laughs> on Instagram going, can you do a bang? Can you do this? And can you shout out this person when you do a bang? It's ridiculous. Like it's, I'm just an idiot who yells out bang and then drops down a couple of gears and sprints for 50 metres and starts huffing and puffing. So it's just a bit, again, it's all fun. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Hey, um. Coco, we, you're obviously a fantastic writer, and um, I'm very impressed. I mean, I'm not just saying this as the editor of the magazine, but really impressed with what you've contributed to the magazine. Also, oh, you're a talented you. photographer. Um, you, you did photograph Lee and his uh, partner, Alison, for the front cover a couple of editions ago. Um, just tell us a little know, bit about I'm where you sorry. were and that, that photo. Yeah, I'm so disappointed that I didn't think to get be like, hey, Lee, can you give us a bang? Because what I actually did was get Alison to attack him. Yeah, like, no, I know. <laughs> you did. Oh, it was very cold that day. Jeez, that was cold. <laughs> it was freezing. It looked pretty good. Whereabouts was that taken? Uh, that was in the Dandenongs. Yeah. Just so, down a little side street. Where were we? One, one was up the uh, elbow and then the other one, or One Tree Hill, the other one, where were we? That was, uh, was that Perrins or somewhere around there? Yeah, so we initially aimed for Perrins Creek, but um, yeah. it was really sad. There was a fatal road accident that very morning, like an hour uh, before, and so the whole, all the traffic was getting detoured through Perrins Creek. Um, so obviously that doesn't make for a very safe photo shoot, so we just winged it and went down another side street um, that I know from trail running, so it was lucky. Yeah, um, nice. I don't know was, what it was called. It was an absolutely stunning image, really subtropical look, and um, it looks like a fantastic road for cycling. So is that oh, a popular beautiful. destination for you guys? Yeah, mm. it, it's beautiful out there. Honestly, the Dandenongs, it's like a playground for cyclists. Like it, it once, like the only bad thing is it's a crummy ride out and back, but once you're out there, there's so many different um, climbs and different little areas to explore. It really is a playground for cyclists. It's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, you can drive out there too, like I typically, because I don't love um, being a target on the bike on those roads, the ones That's out there, because yeah. it's not the most cycling-friendly area. Um, okay. But I'll drive out there and park at the base and then just you can do like 100Ks of solid climbing yeah. in yeah. there. Like it's not as though by driving there you get any less. Like you can yeah. destroy yourself. Really? It's really nice. Yeah, it's it's probably from where I am, it's about in St Kilda, it's about 30K right out. But as Coco said, she's right. It's not a pleasant ride. Like I remember one of the times I've been, I broke a wrist and collarbone on the way back, got Ooh. ran over from behind. It's just not... It's just, it's not a, it's not like Adelaide where when you're in Adelaide, it's beautiful. It, wherever you go in Adelaide, when you come back, it's all downhill, like into a sort of bowl. And the, to get out to the hills in Adelaide, it's not much of a hike. But in Melbourne, to get to the Dandongs, it's sort of 30 plus and it's not pleasant roads. It's sort of main roads and it's, yeah, it's not great. Mm. Yeah, it, dream destination for sure. Another place that really stands out is obviously the Mornington region. And, um, Beautiful. Yeah, Coco, I've got your destination article right here in front of me. That looked like a pretty impressive ride. 
Oh my god, it's so beautiful down there. Like oh. as a photographer, it's stressful being in a place like that because there's so much you can get and there's only a limited bit of time for the golden hour and I want to see it all mm. in that time when the light is perfect. So I'm rushing around like I've got it. Hurry up. Like <laughs> dropping people on the climb trying to just get to the next spot. <laughs> um it's yeah, stunningly beautiful. It, it feels like you're overseas when you're along that esplanade and you sort of, uh, whether it's down that sort of Rosebud Way or coming into Moynton along that road, you feel like you're in Spain or Corsica or because yeah. it's a beautiful ocean. You can see the city, um, like even though it's like, you know, miles and miles away, you can just see the, the shadows of a, a, a city on a clear day and it is just beautiful roads. And then, of course, Arthur's Seat is such, the views at the top of Arthur's Seat are stunning. Yeah, it's something else mm, beautiful so the other region um this little bit of a theme here of these victorian destinations is the high country and coco also oh. you went up there for bicycling australia for your first feature for us that that really was looked at an impressive trip yeah look i was so jealous of the riders because obviously i scout things i ride them myself yep. and then I sent other people out to ride them in the perfect golden light and those guys were having so much fun and I was mm. getting so jealous. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the roads out there, I really can't state it enough, they're different. Like probably more so than the Mornington Peninsula it is. It has that more European feel. Mm. Yeah. Um, Whereabouts did you go, Coco? Whereabouts? So we went out to Tallangatta and then sort of all the roads around Tallangatta. So it's in a bend of... um. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's well, it's in Lake Hume. I know. I hadn't heard of it either. And so when I found out about it, I actually went there because there's all these native kind of overgrown foresty areas mm. known as wilderness parks. And if you know me, like I'm all about the lush. I love getting out to places that I haven't been before and finding new stuff. And so I was like, wilderness park, that's me. Yeah, nice. Um so I got up there and yeah, the roads were just different. Like they're really finely compacted dirt. Um, super quiet like I'm talking we literally one day only saw a pelican and a tractor um, and they're just super smooth mm. it just it feels like you're somewhere else it's incredible wow. millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That, yeah, that looked good. And then that's within uh, riding distance or a short drive of, I guess, those high country climbs, which are really probably the closest we've got to Europe in Australia, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could do it in the same trip, I reckon, but you probably wouldn't, um, like, you wouldn't want to take a day out of riding the climbs to do that mm. because then you don't get as much riding. I mean, this is my logic. You'd add a day on. Yeah. Um, but I'm always trying to push it, so. 
Well, I guess it, it's a little frustrating in a, to a degree because these destinations sound so perfect, but we can't really go there at the moment, can we? I know. <laughs> yeah. So we've just touched on Dandenong's Mornington and um, that high country area. Would that, are they the three major cycling highlights of Victoria or do you guys have any others to, to add? Ooh, to there's the Great Ocean Road. Have you done much there, Lee? It, uh, only like Amy's Grand Fondo, um, yeah, which is which is beautiful. But I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I just do the same stuff. Like I love them. Moines Peninsula is my number one. Like I go pre-lockdown, like I, most Saturdays I would go to um, Sorrento or down that way. And uh, the Dandenongs definitely, Dandenongs and um, Moines Peninsula for me, I'm pretty, like I know King Lake's nice, but I don't sort of go out that way. I haven't been there for years. There's a lot. There is a lot of nice stuff, sort of little things around Mount Pleasant, Eltham Way, sort of closer to home, but not as beautiful as the others. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, there is. Um, I guess I'll put my resident adventurer hat on. Like, if you just want to ride from the city, there's plenty, but you have to ride further to the quality. So, like, out Macedon Way, yeah, stunning yeah. back roads, super cold, so be prepared, yeah. um, but really, really beautiful. And there's lots of those lovely roads that follow along highways, so you can sort of, like, weave your way out there. And um, I've done rides with friends before where we'll ride out there early, mm. absolutely destroy ourselves. Everyone runs out of food. We'll, like, stressed as anything. Mm. And then we'll get on the train to come home. Yeah. So it's quite nice to do those kind yeah. of things. I have a bit of a, a challenge with Ali because Ali loves riding all that type of stuff in the middle of nowhere, country roads, as I, I, I hate it. I hate being in the middle of nowhere on country <laughs> roads. And Ali's like, look at the trees. Look how beautiful it is. I said, it looks the same as it did five Ks ago. Oh. <laughs> I like beach road up around the peninsula. I like to be around where there's shops. Yeah. Uh, windows so I can look at my reflection going past to check oh, out going. <laughs> like I'm pretty like so many people say this is so beautiful out in the country I'm like I oh, hate it I'm bored get me home so he's a uh, cycling purist he's not there for the scenery no 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 hey um so Victoria really and particularly Melbourne has that name as sort of the cycling culture capital of Australia. So, guys why would that be what what makes the difference why why isn't say Sydney or Adelaide because we're snobs. <laughs> oh. no, I, don't, I don't know. I just think we've got, um, oh, I guess Adelaide's got lots of great places to ride as well. I don't know. It's sort of Melbourne's got the different regions. You've got the people over north side who sort of stick out there. Then you've got people like in the metro who sort of do beach road a lot. And it's just the that cafe culture. Everyone goes to cafes after their ride and each little group or bunch has got their own cafe which becomes like a sort of de facto clubhouse so to speak and everyone's loyal to the sort of cafes they go to and it's just like Saturday after you do a ride like you the best part of the week is Saturday after the ride for the extended cafe stop where all your mates are there and it's just the banter and the laughs and that's what I don't know it's just really it's just I like it special. Mm. And I think there's also a lot of um, creative type people who have started cycling businesses in yes. Melbourne. Yeah, it's like so Matt. Exactly, like Matt when they started. I was in their first photo shoot and oh, they okay. were so nice. like cutting edge. We were all so excited. We've got this hilarious photo of like four of four women standing under a waterfall throwing gang signs. 
Uh, you know what makes that funny, Coco? I went to, I was in prep with Jared, the founder. No way. And, and, and the team I'm in before the team I'm in now, we were in a team together. So I, I've known Jared forever and we're friends. So, and yeah, I remember when he started that and I was like, oh, it's, and I just did not think it would become this. It's not that I didn't believe it would, but he, it's just been so successful and I'm, you know, happy for him because he's such a good dude. And he was always like when we're in the same team, he was so strict on we all had to have our socks matching. Everything had to be so <laughs> perfect that we'd get in trouble if, you know, we had a different helmet or glasses on. He was so strict with the dress code, which I like because I like to be matchy-matchy. And it just shows with when he did map it, how, you know, why it's successful because he had that attention to detail. Yeah, mm. of course. And there's also lots of really good business people getting into it. Like you look mm-hmm. at brands like Curve and obviously Jared's business partner at Map, Ollie. Yeah, Ollie. Um, yeah. They were all leaders in their own professions yeah. as like official adults. And then they decided that cycling was their passion and they were going to build a business. And I think we've yeah. got loads of those little little brands and stuff and lots of cafes that really support cycling. Yeah, you really um, do. That, so uh, lucky. Custom Builder in Geelong or Baum, then you got like Lumiere clothing. There's so many different... And every, I, I don't know what it's like in other states, but in Melbourne there's so many little teams or groups, you know, where they all get their custom kit and everyone wants to sort of <laughs> part of something. You're in your little sort of gang and it's, it is quite unique here. Yeah, it certainly does stand out, um, uh, you know, and we understand this is a bit of a Victorian cycling special. As we said, we're really feeling for you guys going through a lot at the moment, as I said, with those lockdowns and you know, the recent skyrocketing rocketing numbers of cases, which is really mm. unfortunate news. It's um, funny, though, you wouldn't notice, though, like, like it's just there's so many people out riding, walking, exercising. You go past a cafe, there's illegally, you know, people all standing out the front and talking. You go to the supermarket or the shops, it's packed. You just, it's bizarre because there's, there's still so much activity going on. Okay, interesting, isn't it? So... That brings me to the bike shop situation, kind of boom. Like, um, I mean, there's not many positives in coronavirus. What a terrible um, thing to happen to the world, obviously. But one positive, I guess, is the cycling boom. Bike shops are doing really well. Yeah, definitely. I guess that's the case down there where you go, Lee. Yeah, yeah, I go to John Ormond and it's, uh, yeah, he's really busy. He's doing really well. And obviously I've got friends in it giant giant and uh yeah business is booming for them definitely it's mm-hmm. i think all bike manufacturers and shops are the same it's a real boom and you just look out on the weekend like i'm, I'm in st kilda and i look out the window and there's so many mums and dads and their kids you know riding along the bike path across the road and it's because literally that's the only chance they get to go outside yeah. legally is if they exercise and what a better way to do it and go for a bike ride with the family get the kids up and about so it, that's been really positive actually yeah i've had a lot of um my female friends from work because i was that token token bike girl um sort of messaging and saying hey i, I want to get a bike for the kids or i want to get a bike for myself what do you suggest yeah. yeah and it's really interesting to see that because it's just increased massively so I guess um, the next step is to, to keep these people in the in the, our sport and uh, welcome them and keep them with us. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, definitely. And show them where to go to have a good time because I think um, a lot of people don't realise how far, and we can say this is cycling tragics, but like how far you can go with your bike, not yeah, as in how far freedom. you can ride, but like you can actually take a holiday to Bright 
or you yeah. can go to Adelaide mm. and you can have the best time exploring stuff that you can't really do on foot. Like you wouldn't no. go for a walking holiday somewhere unless it was like a national park or something, no. but no. you can change what you do with a bike. It's freedom. The bicycle is freedom. It's, it's, oh, I love the bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So obviously booming cycling, a lot of people outdoors riding. Um, there's also been a huge surge in online um, cycling, yeah, smart training, if you like. Yes, yes, yes. Lee, you've been leading our weekly no, cycling Australian Australia ride. I've only got one goal on that ride, Nat, and that is to drop James. And once I do that, I <laughs> relax and have – and I just love giving James a hard time. But, yeah, that's been fun doing that. Like, yeah, online is – I've got a lot of friends who are just doing so much on Swift, doing all the races and – it's yeah it's hard. I, I i only do the, that bicycle australia weekly ride which is fun because i'm just the, i find the race is too hard i really i just i find it too hard i just yeah it's too hard for me yeah so we do have that <laughs> weekly training ride thursday 6 p.m it's on tonight actually yes. uh, you, you were dropped by james Zephyr on that first night no, he, he left you no, for that. i was never james has let's get this very clear james has <laughs> never dropped me <laughs> Never drop. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just we'll just have to see and, and have a we'll have to cl closely check what weights you guys are dialing in as you continue oh, to sort of take 80, on each other. I'm at 80 kilos. You've got to just be within five kilos. I'm at 80. <laughs> nice one, <mate. laughs> Coco. Have you gone to the? Or is it the dark side? Have you gone to online? Do you use a bit of do a bit of swifting? Oh, look, I've dabbled in it over the years. Um, the first time I did it was actually the first time I ever sweat properly in my life and I thought there was something wrong with me because it felt like bugs were crawling on me, um, which sounds super bizarre. But when you're outside and you sweat, it's just normal. But when you're inside yeah. and it's yeah. whoa, like it's a thing. Um, but this season, no, not so much. My bike isn't compatible with the trainer. Yeah. And obviously trainers are like unicorns right now. So it's not like you can just pop out and get another one. Yeah, exactly. um, also my partner cycles he's got the trainer in the trainer room it would be a battle so mm. i'm just running through this season don't hate yeah, me yeah <laughs> no 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 that's good um but it really i mean it's become a pretty big part of cycling overall and uh i mean i've even seen some big name pros you know swifting and training and having their own rides on there which is it's really good to see i guess the more more people cycling the better um just as we go to pros, I mean, they've, they've been doing some virtual rides because of the disruption with the World Tour. Um, I'd like to ask you guys about the Tour Done Under. Obviously, we all desperately Ooh. want the 2021 TDU to go ahead, but I guess there is the chance it might not. Yeah. I would love if we just decided to throw a bike party in Adelaide for a week anyway. That's a, that's a good yeah, idea. They, okay. they might not let us in. <laughs> that's a good point. Everyone but Melbourne. Yeah. So, oh, I, I'd love the tour down under. I've been uh, 12 of the last 13 years. I just, it's just one of my favourite weeks of the year. It's just a, you just basically, it's schoolies for cyclists. You live the dream <laughs> for a week. You sort of, you get up, you have breakfast, you go for a big ride with your mates. You see part of the race, then you have lunch out, then you ride back, watch a finish on TV or at a cafe or ride out and watch a finish, then go out for dinner at night and then repeat for seven days. It is just the best week. I love it. And there's so mm. much atmosphere and activity and there's a there's the event village and 
everyone from Melbourne I see there and it's just so much to do and see and it's so much fun. I just I'll be devastated if it doesn't go ahead next year. Yeah. Do you think well, they look, should try and salvage it or just scrap it for the year? Because I feel like there's so much good stuff about it that yeah, you're right. Be sad. No, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, it's such a fluid situation, isn't it? And um, just from from this point in time, you know, thinking of five hundred to a thousand Europeans coming into Australia, just seems impor- <laughs> is impossible. Yeah. And hopefully, fingers everything crossed that as we get closer, the situation will settle down. Um, being the twenty first year, of course, Stuart O'Grady's first year as race director. Yeah. Um, some oh. big changes. Apparently, there's some pretty significant changes with the start and finish towns. You know, some I people said so. that it, it needed it. It needed yeah. it. Like, and I, I know they probably won't change it, but I'm sick of a longer hill like being that every. <gasps> it, yeah, it. It's just, it's like that is sacrilege. Like, I know, but it's like watching the same thing every year. Richie Porter tax. It's just the same. I don't know. I'd like to see that maybe earlier on in the race, and then. I'd like to see a, a different type of finish. It just, they just need to mix it up a bit. But I don't mm. think, oh, you're right, Coco, it is sacrilege. But I've just seen it so much, I guess I'm a bit bored with it and would have liked, would like to see something different. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised. Richie might even eventually admit that himself because you're right, it is a little bit same-same. As long as Wollonga is somehow incorporated because it is, you know, such an iconic place. But, um yeah. Some other pretty good climbs that the, the race had, you know, definitely on top of. Definitely. Yeah, I love corkscrew personally. Oh, like yeah, the vibe yeah. on that um, hill is unbeatable. Yeah, it's so good. You feel like you're in um, Europe, and like, and honestly, the Tour Down Under is the best race to watch because I've seen the Tour de France live, and it's the Tour Down Under. You can see it multiple stages during the day, so you can see the start. You can ride to a sprint point. You can you can just see so much of the race, and then watch your finish, and then. And as a fan, you can potentially like ride with some of the riders back to the hotel because they most of them ride back. So it, it really is um, it's it's such a great race to watch as a spectator because it's easy to follow and easy to get around. It, it it's it's a great race. Mm. It really is. Well, fingers crossed. We really want to go to TDU. Hope the TDU's on next year. If not, we're going anyway for the bike party. <laughs> Coco Louise Henry's. Week of bike partying. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'd probably have a year off. I reckon if the race wasn't there, personally, I'd probably have a – just have a year off. Just – I don't know. I just – I, I like to watch a race and and all that. So, look, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Let's just cross the fingers and toes and legs and everything else. So – but it's not looking great, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Okay. Just back to – present um lee we're just going to start wrapping this up although we could talk to you all day um we know you've got to get some rest for this afternoon's crash <laughs> fest with jy <laughs> lee, lee, he what, what up this week if he turns up oh he will hey um, lee what have you got at the what have you got going on at the moment and what's coming up Oh, look, honestly, not too much. I was really hoping um, Victoria's would come off being grounded and I could get to Barrel because I, I, after seeing it for the first time last year, I absolutely loved the event, mm. loved the town. Um, so there was that was coming up. But other than that, really nothing. I'm just sort of riding so I don't rust. So just to keep some type of base fitness so when it does open up, I'm not at the bottom of the ladder. I'm sort of... <laughs> 
a little bit from that. So I really don't have anything. It's just a day-to-day thing. You look at the numbers and go, oh, it's not great. Hopefully it gets better tomorrow and you just hope for the best. Yeah, it is tough. Can we ask how many kilometres a, um, a week you're, you're looking oh, at at the moment, Lee? Uh, bugger all. You can check my Strava. What's what's 50 times uh, four plus 100? Probably only 300 a week at the moment. If, Look, if it's I'm not lucky. too bad. That's that's not bad. <laughs> that's yeah, solid, it's, all, it's, all, nah, it's junk miles. Look at the average speed. It's like 24 k's now talking jibber-jabber. It's just it's it's nothing, but it's just getting out in the fresh air for an hour, two hours each day, that's that's enough for me at the moment. Yeah. And I guess then lockdown life, that really must make a difference. Just be able to get out there, see a couple of people and, um, and, exactly. and ride. It yeah. does. And as I said, it's, I know it sounds strange. This lockdown for me is a lot easier just because there's footy on. Like we've got in Victoria 20 days straight of football. Mm. And so like it's, I've got a footy every night to watch the NBA finals start um it's so yeah um whereas the first one there was just nothing on it was like nothing and i'm a lot better and i, I don't watch the news because i just want to try and keep positive and the news is quite depressing and sensationalized so i just sort of i'd rather be sort of uh, uninformed than misinformed so i'm just sort of avoiding the news and just trying to be positive and happy yeah well said very wise hey coco what have you got coming up and including a little plug for your um, feature you've sent in for the next edition of Bicycling Australia. Yeah, so that one was kind of thrown a curveball by um, coronavirus. (laughs) Yes, I did just do that. Um, So I reviewed a bike for Curve, which was the first one I've ever ridden. I don't know if I should uh, admit this, but I had never ridden a titanium bike before. Okay. Um, have you? Like, uh, never have. Never have. You need to. Uh, I'm not like, into that. I'm not, nah, I'm not into that stuff, but go ahead. Good, sir. Just, oh, my goodness. Okay, so I took this bike. It was really hard to get hold of because, obviously, like you said, bike shops have been inundated and there's problems with ordering. Mm. Um, but it was really ridiculously nice. So I okay. was supposed to go to Mansfield on it. And curve bikes are like adventure bikes. They win endurance bike races and things like that. Like they're incredible. I won't go into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So to have to take this bike just around my local suburb was like a special kind of torture. Oh, no. I was just like, why is this happening to me? Um, (laughs) But, yeah, look, it's an incredible bike. So it's a review on that and a chat with um, Adam who found it curve cycling which is yeah. super interesting well i've read the article got the photos right here it looks absolutely stunning um oh, a, so a really good. good news australian um success story too curve cycling isn't it yeah yeah i was imp- impressed i was like mm. what's your vision for it you know like the world's biggest adventure brand i was like dang son <laughs> nice <laughs> pity at times with the lockdown yeah anyway, that's, the, that's the way life goes i know it? but i am um, I'm still hoping to get back to Mansfield. Yeah, it's like oh, on gotta... my wish list now because they've got these hot air balloons now, kind of like what you're seeing as a Cappadocia. Okay. It's like, yeah. Anyway, that's a thing. It'll happen. That <laughs> is going to print very, very shortly. Um, Coco's curve review and Lee Turner's new bang bang column. Um, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for talking and being on the Bicycling Australia podcast. Obviously, we really are thinking of you guys in Melbourne in lockdown. 
um, and just hope these numbers start to sort of go the other way very rapidly. Um, but Thank thanks you. for being with us today. No, thanks for having us on. Get me on any time. I love, love being on the podcast, so any time. It's so Thanks. fun to talk to you guys as well. Like it's, it's tricky to talk bikes at the moment. Yeah, well, we'll do it again. Thank you. All right. Thank you, mate. See you later. Bye, Coco. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.